discussion boy we're getting towards the end of this here ride it's uh it's been a fun one looking forward to talking about this game today uh just doing some uh some stuff up top make sure that you tell everybody you know everybody you know about state and save uh we've had some really awesome responses we're doing really really great numbers and we appreciate that a lot more people listening than i ever thought we would have listened to be honest with you i'm blown away but uh, any help we can get, go on there, uh, check out our Twitter account, State of the Save. Uh, we're still trying to get that thing up and running. Also, you can send in any of your messages or your thoughts or any of those things to the State of Save at gmail.com. We love to read that stuff. It'd be kind of fun. We get a lot of uh, comments sent our way, and it's just always a fun thing to talk about and listen to. Uh, let's go around the horn from the get-go. Michael. What you been playing, man? What's been going on? So, uh, my anniversary was uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, my wife knows exactly what to get me. She says, all right, just spend uh, this much on yourself on video games, which is eh, the best gift I can ever yeah, ask fair for. Enough. Yeah, so I grabbed a game I've been eyeing for a long time, Return of the Obra Dinn on Nintendo Switch. Hmm. And I dove into that game for three straight days, I played nothing else, and I emerged from the mystery of that game incredibly satisfied. That was just something I really had to immerse myself in for quite some time. I want to scream it on the top of the mountain that everybody should play this game, Return <laughs> of the Obra Dinn. For those who don't know what it is, it is a game from Lucas Pope, who did Papers, Please a few years back. Kind of an indie darling very much an indie darling and i would say this one is in that same realm you play as an insurance investigator in the 1800s who this uh, ship called the oberdin went out to sea with a full crew of 60 people and then it was missing for two years and then came back empty so you have a time traveling pocket watch that you use to rewind the spots of every single death on that ship and you have to write up who that person was, what killed them, and who was responsible for their death. Does, All 60 people on this ship. Does the game recognize that it's kind of weird to have a time-traveling pocket watch? Uh, kind of. It's just like a, something you get in a book saying, Hey, uh, this is my pocket watch. I want to find out what happened to this ship. Can you uh, do that? And you're literally like State Farm writing up insurance claims for these <laughs> people that happened. Like... Uh, is the point it was like uh do we cover uh stabbings from your first mate i don't know <laughs> i think that falls under like subsection 54 of oh the, yeah yeah absolutely the old state farm guidelines <laughs> um that that game looks really cool i do want to play that game i don't want to say too much more about it because the entire fun of the game is solving the mystery of what's going on and uh you don't the story plays out in not chronological order more you're finding clues about what happened sporadically you're finding like the chapters in reverse order and in those chapter chapters are separate parts and you're kind of getting those out of order so it's one of those things once the big picture starts to click it's like super interesting does it it 
makes a cohesive story. Like you feel like you understand at the end what once, happened. Yes. One there's a chapter missing at the very beginning, and he says one that has a note. Once you bring this book back, it will fill in everything. And once you have that missing chapter, it's like the glue that holds everything together. It's like, oh, okay, I understand how everything connects to each other now. Okay. It's an incredible game, and I want to just share that with everybody. Return of the Oberdin. Everybody should play that. That, like I said, it looks like a really cool game. Mm-hmm. I do want to play that. Um, it's been on my radar for about six months now, and I just haven't had time to sit down and immerse myself in that game. It's definitely on the list. Um, Nick, what you been playing? What you been doing? Um, the only thing I've really been taking a look at recently is uh, Wilmot's Warehouse. Hmm. Uh, so I'm playing on PC. Um, it was recently released on the Epic Games Store for free, so I usually try to go in there and snag those whenever I can. Is there any other time you're on the Epic Games Store other than to get free games? Not really, and I don't even like pay attention to the news. It's just like if it happens to cross my mind when I'm sitting there, I'll do the, pop it open and see if there's a game on there that I would like to, to check out. They do have quite a few decent games that they're giving out, though. Um, but Wilmot's Warehouse, it's one of those pretty simplistic like you're just grabbing items from your warehouse so there's like three different phases uh they'll deliver the items and then you can kind of sort it in a short amount of time and then eventually you have to start giving those items to clients um and there's like different levels of clients who want different things but it's just like a weird scratches a certain itch in your brain where it's just like wow i'm just sorting stuff putting it in different sections of the warehouse and then grabbing it and then you can get like a little robot buddy named borky who <laughs> grabs items and helps to sort he's slow borky kind of need to step it up <laughs> um but yeah it's pretty interesting it's you- amazing how many indie games focus on let's make this mundane task super interesting yeah. and do something really cool with it i'm just sitting here thinking that you just described my entire career <laughs> of just sorting warehouses and trying to make sure things go to the right places and the right people. It sounds like the last game you would ever want to play. Yeah, <laughs> I have a real life Porky, and he too needs to step it up. I, mean, <laughs> I, I appreciate these games existing, but after a while, it is a situation where I was like, this is just life at this point. This is art imitating life. Um. Yeah, I think I might skip on this one. Yeah, eventually get to the point where I'm at where you just let all of the deliveries pile up at the bottom and push themselves to the top and then just go and choose from the random assorted mess and then lose all your clients. See, this is that's just like my nightmares. I wake up at night having nightmares like that. I don't need to play through those in real in video game form. Um, But I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's, It's calming for like 10 minutes and then it's just like, I could actually be cleaning my house right now. I'm not, so it's like that video game that um, was like about home repair, yeah, and like like flipping houses. Oh, house flipper, <laughs> yeah, house flipper. And like I saw that game, and that's just stuff I need to really be doing. <laughs> like, okay, hey man, go you know fix the the door hinges. I have door hinges to fix. I should do that in real life, but I, I think it. There is something about organizing your ward through a video game. It's why games like The Sims and stuff are so popular in my mind. It's it is like a way of completing tasks on a checklist without having to deal with the real ward frustrations that come along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you guys been playing? 
I just want to say real quick, I pre-ordered uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two remake. That that I, I'm not a I'm not for pre-ordering, <laughs> but I pre-ordered just to get the demo, and plus I knew I was gonna end up buying it anyway. I was holding off because when they announced it, I'm like, oh, the last few Tony Hawk games have had terrible physics. It's all gonna fall apart once it starts playing, and then to hear people like uh, Jeff Gerstmann on Giant Bomb, who's often very critical of the physics in Tony Hawk, say. This feels pretty good. Then I'm like, dang it, I have to get this. And yeah, I can attest that it feels exactly as it should. Doing Going off a vert ramp to a revert to a manual to a grind to a kickflip all feels exactly like it should. And it all connects to that muscle memory that we've had like for the past 20 years or so. Tony so. Hawk 1 through 4 were very much in my wheelhouse and these were games that i played a lot of mm-hmm. um i am excited about this remake i think it's going to be cool um i am a little bit concerned about if it's just going to be a nostalgia thing while i'm gonna play it for 20 minutes that's why i'm <laughs> gonna kind of wait and see but i do hope that this is a game that i can get into because i really have a lot of fond memories about mm-hmm. one through four um, I want crazy, weird, unlockable characters. Mm-hmm. That soundtrack seems to be sort of they, still in place. And there's some tracks missing, I think. Yeah, once they uh, when they announced it, it was missing a bunch more, but they have since added more once the game, I guess, started to get more attention behind it. More of the original artists started signing themselves over. Because like, I know uh, for a while they're like Bad Religions U was not going to be on there. Or... I want to say that's on there now, but I could yeah. be wrong. Like but... all those like late '90s, early '90s skate punk bands and ska bands and all that stuff. That's what needs to be on there for yeah. me. The demo has the two important ones. It has Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machines, <laughs> and it has Superman by Goldfinger. So that has the ones you would want right, right out of the gate. The, yeah, that's what everybody's always saying about yeah. Goldfinger. <laughs> the t- the two formal punk band musicians in the room just took deep breaths about Goldfinger. Oh come on! Let me to talk to you about Streetlight Manifesto. Streetlight Manifesto is great. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'll be the guy. I never cared about Tony Hawk. Any of those games? I thought you played a lot of four. I think me and you played a lot of four. Um, I don't remember that at all. I, wow. So the only skate game from my childhood was Skate Proper. Gotcha. EA Skate, if I'm not mistaken. That was a little bit too, like, simmy for See? me. I don't uh-huh. want sim in my skateboard games. I want to think, I want to play a game that makes skateboarding seem like it is in my head, not like it is in reality. Kind of like how I want to play a wrestling game mm-hmm. that's like it is in my head, not in reality. Like, you know, the wrestling games right now, haha, we switched this around to a wrestling conversation. Yeah. Um, they're too semi. They, they want you to like, okay, do this move to set up into this move like they do in real life. And the, it's, it's a weird disconnect because wrestling by definition is a performance. But you can't take it seriously like it's a real thing when it's a performance. Like... Same thing with the the skateboarding games. I want it. I want it to interact as if I am how I think skateboarding works, mm-hmm. not how skateboarding actually works. I mean, I don't know how skateboarding works because I never did it. But I tried. One there's time. like this. I've fond memories of a specific skate park and skate where it's just like literally it starts out with like a thousand foot ramp and you go down the ramp 
and you can just pull off every trick that you know before you land. And I don't know, skate's good. I mean, I'm not. Hey, people love that franchise. Like people have a deep passion for it. I'm not arguing with you. As I somebody who never played a Tony Hawk game, it feels like Tony Hawk is just like these are these are fighting game combos, but you're doing that on a skate. Who the hell? You're not was, wrong. You're really not wrong. <laughs> who the hell was I playing Tony Hawk Four with? <laughs> Wasn't me, bro. Like, I'm having, like, a weird fight club moment where I'm, like, all these years, I just assumed it was me and you were playing it, but now I'm thinking it was just Brad Pitt. There you go. Man, life is just really threw me a curveball. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of the new season of Apex. Um, I, I talk about Apex too much, so we're not going to really talk much about that. Other than that... What's new? Is there a new map? Uh, no, there's modifications to Lord's Edge, and there's a new character... The new character, at first I thought she was awesome, and then I kind of realized now the whole limitations. Like, at first, nobody figured out that you can just, like, run away from the turret and, what like, the dodge abilities? it. Mm-hmm. Is that the ability? She's got turret? the ability to throw down, like, um, barricades that amplify fire from one side. It's okay. something from Titanfall 2, also. Yeah. You throw the barricade down. Once the barricade is completely up, it's got a screen above it. And if you shoot through that that barricade from that side, your fire is amplified, so it's more damage per shot. At um, what point do we just reach the singularity where we just put like Baptiste from Overwatch into this, and like every <sighs> every game is always just copying another ability? Well, I mean, like person. I mean, Loba is Sombra. Yeah. Um, and I believe was it Valorant has a character that's almost exactly like Loba, also like. I feel like all three of those games are operating in a situation where they're just copying each other's characters. Like, like you could make an argument, an argument that this is almost like a Bastion-style character in some ways, because she has a turret she can put down that gotcha. spins up. I mean, you can make that argument. Um, I mean, cross-eyed, trying to keep up with all these battle <laughs> royale characters. It's all just tropes yeah. from every you know MOBA or. Play, what do they call them character shooters whatever yeah it's like the character shooter shooter thing which i mean team forces 2 says hi like i mean that's that that game <laughs> there's that game's not enough that stuff i can go ahead and make more people mad there's no nuance to that game like Team Apex? Fortress 2 no Team Fortress 2 no, yeah. everybody wants to act like it's like you're a real OG if you play the Team Fortress 2 but it's like nah here's a dude that has a gun that shoots faster but he's slower and here's a guy that can double jump well uh, <laughs> wow you yeah you laugh because oh. you know it's true well I was, I was I, you want to can I tell my, my story the yes. story that I've told the everybody the one that I know you're about to tell yeah you. I was like 72nd on the leaderboard at one for like one day in Team Fortress 2 so like I want to argue with you and defend Team Fortress's two Arnold, mm-hmm. but you're right. I mean, it's not that big. <laughs> I mean, in a base level, Battlefield Two was already doing that stuff. Like, here's a support guy. It was, and it's that's a, it's not that revolutionary. Um, Are there finally cool skins in that game? That's no the question. No, and that's the biggest problem. Like, say what you want about Overwatch. But Overwatch's skins are cool. Like, yeah. I don't play Overwatch anymore. I played it for, like, three years straight. But, um... I tried for, like, ten hours to get that Soldier 76 uh, Chef skin and just to no avail. <laughs> me, I, I mean, I remember me and Nick played some long nights on Overwatch. And yeah. I played a lot of Overwatch. But, it, it, like, the skins are cool and they're unique and you really want to get the ones you get. But, uh... That's not like that on Apex. And I don't know why. Like, I don't feel like they're being too precious with the lore. 
Like, it's like, oh, you can't have this skin because it throws off the lore. It just feels like there's not a a really distinctive difference in a lot of those skins. They're just kind of like recolors and things like that. That's what I was about to get at. Like, it really feels just like, here's the Mortal Kombat where, like, you can change this dude's color to green or yellow. And, like, when there is a really cool skin... Like it it's feels like fifty dollars. Like well, yeah, like I got the battle pass for the season that had the like punk rock cyberpunk uh, Watson, just because mm. it's like, oh look, it's actually a cool skin, you know. Yeah. That's one thing if they, and the prices on that stuff is insane. Like you want like a weird color for your Spitfire, it was like a is ten dollars. It just it, the pricing on that thing is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they would do better if they did like an Overwatch style, like massive changes to their characters. They have a smaller roster, so they could do more per character in my mind. But I don't know; it just feels weird. Um, what does the paid version of the game get you? Because I saw like three versions of that game at like a GameStop for like twenty dollars. I think it just gets you currency. What are we? Are we talking about Apex? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like a paid version of it. There's like the Bloodhound edition and the um like. They have an addition for every character, I think. It might be just one of those things where, like, Fortnite did the same thing, where it's just like, here's a pickaxe and 1500 V-Bucks for $20, and they felt the need to put it in a jewel case so that somebody's unwitting grandma would walk by and pick that out for their kid because they know that they like Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. it feels weird that there even is a, a physical copy of any, any of those games. Like, you already fixed that problem. We have cards. Like, you can scratch off yeah, just, something yeah. on the card to do the same thing. You don't have to waste plastic. Yeah, it's not very eco-friendly by any means of the imagination. Um, I think it just gives you currency, to be honest okay. with you. And maybe like a, like a starter pack. They do like packs per character. Yeah. Um, so you might get like a skin. For the character some on of the like box the badges. or something. Yeah. That stuff is not done well in that game in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because the, the badges are like stuff like, oh, do this much damage per game. So you have people who will like farm the badges which is lame. If you're one of the people who do that, you're kind of lame. <laughs> and it's, um, like, on top of that, like, I could maybe get behind that, It's but it's per character. Yeah, so it's like per character. I got, like, five or six wins, not that it matters. Nobody cares about your six wins in season four. <laughs> but if I got six wins in season four on Lifeline, and somebody picked Lifeline, and I play Octane, now my wins don't show up. So I can't even flex on strangers on the internet <laughs> across characters. Well, like, I played all of last season as Loba. Right. Like, I, that's all I played. So anytime somebody picked a character that was not Loba, it looked like I would just really suck yeah. that season. Yeah, kill. Because it's like I just haven't been playing anybody else. Right. Like I think I had like three hundred some kills with Loba last season, but like two with Octane. Yeah. So it just feels weird. It's not a that game is great. I love that game. I like playing that game. It feels game. good to play, yeah. It feels great to play. It feels great. But it's just not a situation where I feel like I enjoy the the, any of the the set dressing around it mm-hmm. like they do a quest thing again this season well last season it was like little single player missions mm-hmm. that you would unlock by finding cases every day yeah they call you, them like treasure packs. yeah and so you would play a little single player mission and it was a story mode now you're just unlocking um comic book pages which uh i like comics 
but these are not the best drawn comics so far. Gotcha. I think it's being actually produced through Dark Horse Comics, I think, is who's producing it. Okay. So I imagine Dark Horse would be putting out like a collected edition at one point. Please do not waste your money on that. <laughs> um, Brutal. Yeah, man, there's good comics out there. I will point you towards them. Uh, this does not look like it's going to be something you should buy in a collected edition. Um, yeah. Man, there's some cool stuff. I got a ton of cool games on my hard drive to play. Like, I should be playing Control. I should be playing... Um, I bought Command & Conquer Red Lot 3 for, like, 27 cents. <laughs> um, there's games I should be playing, but I just... Uh, I just been so tired. It's just Metal Gear and Apex. <laughs> um, speaking of Metal Gear, you guys want to talk about some Metal Gear? I'm always sure. down to talk Metal Gear. I feel like I use that segue every single episode. Yeah, it's evergreen, though. It never gets old. Oh, thank you. Want to talk Metal Gear? <laughs> sure. That could literally fit in with any episode. Like, let's yeah. just sideline and talk Metal Gear for no, an hour. No, it, it does not fit in with every episode. We're not going to always <laughs> talk about Metal Gear. Um, okay, so where we were last time, we were we had just beat the Fury, which was a pretty cool boss fight. We were pretty high on. I was higher on the last session. Mike was always higher on Metal Gear. That's true. Nick was coming around. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'll say at this level, at the end of our last session, I'm just like, this is not terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were coming around. You were better than the first, the first go around. Yeah, to would, say the least. Would you say you're on the same level? Of excitement this time around, or I'm ashamed to admit that at a certain point in this chunk of game that we played, like I'm, I'm pretty dialed in. Like, oh, <laughs> like this, this might yes. be an awesome game. No, <laughs> we lost them. It slowly takes you over. Slowly getting there. I feel like this is. I feel like we've been locked in a room by Kojima, <laughs> and like just force fed. His, his philosophy and i think we're just giving in at this point just for our insanity's sake you, you just gotta just let it yeah. just let it now you thing. guys know what it's like to be a wrestling fan mm. where you sit there and you watch things that you kind of hate but eventually you still go buy the t-shirts i will never come around on wrestling um <laughs> i'll put that on the record yes you will one day i will lock you in a room <laughs> and you're gonna watch kenny omega before. matches till the freaking cows come home <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I made you watch WrestleMania one time. <laughs> Michael stayed till midnight that time to watch WrestleMania with me. You you bailed at like 9 o'clock. Yeah. I was just like, this is supposed to be Johnny Cage? And then he lost. Yeah, I remember that. You thought The Miz was Johnny Cage. and Okay, well, we're kind of Johnny he, Cage. He, he wears sunglasses and he's, he's, a, he's a whole movie star persona. So. Is there any kind yeah. of lore in the Mortal Kombat universe where Johnny or Cage's dad gets involved? <laughs> Johnny Probably. Cage's dad tries to fist fight Shane McMahon. Man, that was a really crappy match, too. I'm sorry I put you through that. Yeah, you um, wonder why I don't get into it. Metal Gear. So, Grozny Grab. Gr- <laughs> so, we emerge from the. Um, the kind of sewer um, access into Grozny Grab. Um, this feels like a classic Metal Gear location. Yes. To me, like like it's a big sprawling facility. There's um, guards just yeah walking around in random locations, essentially. I, and this might be just because the way I played this, but I didn't have any trouble at all. Same, getting into this. the initial facility, yeah. Yeah, inside the initial facility. I didn't have any trouble 
getting in there and uh, I was a little bit taken back by that because I was kind of on the assumption this was going to be like a very difficult mission um for an impenetrable fortress all they have is about six guards standing around and two spotlights yeah and the spotlights <laughs> are weird to me i walked through them and they yeah. didn't alert anybody wait what <laughs> yeah i was just, just trying to be careful with those i jumped through them at one point like i thought like oh crap it's about to see me and i yeah. took a roll and like it doesn't even like, double back if you walk through it to be like wait i thought i saw something it's just like nah it's just is it just supposed to increase your visibility so that another guard could see you could or something that. there's but... also no guys up there at those spotlights because i looked at it with gotcha. my sniper rifle thinking that maybe there's a guy up there mm-hmm. and um there's no guy up there to shoot or anything so i was kind of because i thought that when i first went in i was going to just snipe everybody mm-hmm. and uh there was no guy at the spotlights. There was only like two guys per an area. So I just like, well, I guess I can just stealth <laughs> just my right way in. through. <laughs> like I anticipated some heavy resistance. Yeah. Um, not much really to talk about outside here um, other than we're just obviously we're going in. We're trying to uh, gain access to the facility by stealing a particular major's uniform. Uh Rykov. Ivan Rydonovich Rykov. Who so, looks like Rydonovich. Uh, he's made... The only reason he exists is so that people literally have a punching bag for people who hate Ryden in Metal Gear Solid 2. That <laughs> um, would, Brian, Ryan was a character who shows up in Metal Gear Solid 2. He has a distinct point in the plot where uh, he's very vital to the story and people hated that he was forced because a lot of the plot hinges on him having like 10 minute conversations with his girlfriend. Okay. So people hated him. So Kojima was like, "All right, here you go. You can have you can have fun with this guy." Hey. <laughs> Meanwhile, me getting in on this game is just like that seems normal. Well, <laughs> ten minute conversations with a lady. Yeah, pretty much. When yeah. nothing happens. Yeah. Okay, we got some. There's some angry. T- okay. Um, Snake is hung uh, up on the box. You know what? <laughs> I don't even care. I'll skip ahead. And we'll talk about it. He, I don't think <laughs> Snake has ever touched a woman. I mean, because the boss, he's got these motherly feelings towards this woman is straight up in on. No, nah, we'll he's, get there. He's got to complete his mission. Before. I don't care about his mission. There ain't nothing that's going to stop his mission at this moment. Yeah, it's determined. Some people you know, consider that to be a quality that you would look for in a person you're going to drop in a different country with nothing. You know what? James Bond got a whole lot done. And still took some time to bang some ladies. Um, Snake won't take five minutes because he's hung up on his mom. You know. Okay, we're gonna get there. Daggummit, I'm mad now. Okay, let's talk about riding for a second because also that's the mask that you have yes. at the beginning of the game. So there's no reason why you have that. It's just a punching <laughs> bag. It's better explained if you pick the. I like Metal Gear Solid too because he's wearing that mask for the first ten minutes. Until he realizes there's no one around. And then he literally says, Time for this snake to shed his skin. And just, like, takes the mask off. Oh, it's it's man. dumb. Yep. I don't know if that <laughs> came across the mic, but that was just a... Situation. Um, yeah, this... I don't know if you guys pointed it out, but this game can sometimes be self-referential in some way. To a point that it undercuts <laughs> moments. Like, there's a moment where... I was really invested in the the scene that was taking place, but there was these little like referential jokes or ha 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 jokes that are just undercutting the scene. And I feel like maybe I'm just 
overly sensitive on like wanting to have the story maintain a certain tone. Mm-hmm. But there's some moments where I was like, this is a great moment, a great scene, and you just undercut it with a stupid gag. What Eric's saying is that he just really wanted to climb that ladder in silence. <laughs> yes, I did. No, actually, I come around on the ladder. <laughs> now, anytime I climb a ladder, I wait for the for sound. <laughs> Even if it's like a three, like in the sewers where they're like four rings. What a three. Yes, <laughs> I want it to cut right when I get to the top. Like I want it to get like half a syllable out and then be like, then cut. That's what I want from this game from now on. All video games want. I want that with all video games now. So like in Control, when you climb the steps, I want that song to play in the middle of Control, just all the time. I want it to be a setting on my Xbox. You actually, I'm gonna give some credit to Kojima here. You would think that stuff like that would be more common in games. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. like, themed music or, like, background music would just play in the mundane parts where you're just getting from point A to point B. Could this you- is something that maybe I'm just now, like, getting. But one of the things that was both off-putting at this game and then something I've kind of come around on a little bit is the game takes itself very seriously at certain moments. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But then it's like, haha, we're a video game still. And I think that that back and forth, once you embrace it, and I think people who love this franchise embrace it, mm-hmm. but for me, it can be, because it's good at the serious stuff. It actually can do some pretty good stuff when you're having these moments. Like there's a moment coming up where Snake's in some rough situation. It's not a bad scene, but the the goofiness of it kind of undercuts it for me. And I think it's because I enjoy some of the stuff that's going on so much, I don't want the undercut goofiness of it. Does that make any sense at all? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I get you completely. Um, let's get back to our little moment. We'll keep going. Um, sneaking into the facility was not hard for me. Uh, the first area you go into, though, is a kind of a massive double decker mission level because this game is divided up in levels still there's a yeah the second floor has the locker room but there's the staircase going down which uh loops around the facility and there's some storage closets and a bathroom and the major does he just roam in there yeah he just roams around okay because I went in, I switched to my scientist outfit first. Yes. And <laughs> then you learned your lesson from the first one. I learned from the first one. Yeah, because uh, I don't think they actually tell you that the scientist uniform works in Groznygrad as right. well. No, they don't, but I, like, to the yeah. credit of the game, I went like, huh, the scientist here. Spam. Scientist now I'm uniform. a scientist. Now exactly. I'm a scientist. My but first like I, time I played this, I had a really hard time in this section because I didn't think about the uh, scientist outfit, but this was like 15 was, years ago when I played this, so... One thing that this game very much shows of the time is the fact that the game does things that are very smart, but it doesn't do the a great job of reminding you you have this ability. And there's a boss fight that comes up in this game in a second there that I didn't realize something for mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. and had repeated failures on and mm-hmm. was getting very frustrated. <laughs> um, the game sometimes, in a modern game, maybe to the discredit of a modern game they would make sure to like hey man don't forget you have a scientist uniform before you went in there but i kind of like at least for the scientist uniform portion of it i kind of like that they don't remind you of it Mm -hmm. because it allows you to 
it's, come across it yeah. in your own way. There's a it, happy medium. There is a happy medium in a sense. Like it's great for the scientist uniform, but for another point that we have coming up, or it's... close quarters combat. <laughs> Still hung up on that one. Yep. You could have called the boss at any time. <laughs> yeah, but then you gotta listen to the boss. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you right now, one character that pisses me off more than Snake is the freaking boss. I don't like the boss. Okay, we'll get there. It's so not the save girl. Where, I actually come around on her. Not me. Because now I'm like writing down her film suggestions and like, have I seen this movie? I, I should check. You don't need to because she explains them in full detail when you're trying to go. She like quite out spoil some of the movies. Yeah. yeah, she straight up tells you the endings. And Snake's like, I guess I'll look it up when I get back. <laughs> you don't have to anymore, Snake. You know what happens. Um, she also constantly like references the movies that the major likes. And then if you call the major, like he doesn't talk about that movie. Like it's weird to be like, the major really loves The Longest Day. The only one he really <laughs> talks about in full detail is uh, From Russia with Love. Yeah, the James Bond movie where he's like, hey, speaking of James Bond, know something that James Bond's not above? When a hot lady is throwing herself at him, he still tries to make a move. Just throwing that out there. Well, um, we'll get to that. We'll get, yeah. to, like, we'll get to the cave. Uh how did you guys take out the major? Because I struggled a little bit at this section. I killed I everybody issues. in the facility. Yes, I did. <laughs> and then he was the last one standing because if you kill him, I, it gives a uh, mission failed screen. So no, then you go. Yes, it does. Wait, if what? you kill Rykov, it gives you a mission failed. I killed him. No, you did. I didn't. slit his freaking throat. Yes, <laughs> I no did. Way. I okay. So let's do a rundown of this real quick. I went into the facility. I found him i couldn't find him at first because i think i was just moving in the opposite direction of he was mm -hmm. and i kept running into the scientist who would discover me like uh i couldn't get him fast enough and eventually i set off all the alarms yeah so i pulled out my trusty ak-47 and i just started gunning fools down and then i found rykov and i killed him and the game's like hey no you didn't yes i did there's no I way shot <laughs> him in the head that did not kill him I shot him with I shot him multiple. No, because I because this is a failed mission part. I shot him. Then the game's like, "Good job, you got Rykov," and I had to, like, you're supposed to drag him to the locker room. I didn't know where the locker room was, so I dragged him outside to the wrong location. and got spotted, and then I went into a failed state because they're like, "Oh, major," and they stopped me. Then how I actually pulled this off is that I went randomly on another time when I was trying to stealth around and find him beforehand, and he was in the bathroom. Yeah. And I straight up killed him. I slit his freaking throat. And then the game's like, hey, man, if you get caught moving him, they're going to you know, be a failed mission. So I went outside and slaughtered the entire population of Grathnagrop, hmm. then dragged him up the stairs with no problem at all. Well, so maybe he, it's not killing him that did. Maybe someone saw you kill him. Maybe that's what it was. Because no one, no one so saw me kill him. Here's how it went with me. You walk in, first thing that happens, scientist sees you, hits the alarm. So obviously, you're going to pull your AK out and kill everybody in the whole <laughs> Obviously, facility. there's no other. No, there's no other option. Then you go to the bathroom, which looks like a locker room, and open the door. And who is it but other than Ivan Rykov with a pistol brandish, shoots him twice. <laughs> then you punch him. And then in the scientist's outfit, you can't, like, grab them and do, like, real CQC, so you just keep punching them. And then he falls to the ground, and then somebody else walks in the bathroom, support unit, you grab him, stab him, mission fail. I think it's because they saw him dead. Three dudes in the bathroom, you stab the guy in the neck, the other guy saw it, 
mission fails. Maybe. I yeah. think it's because they see him dead. Because if they see him dead, it fails the mission. Interesting. See, because mm-hmm. I the because I did fail the mission once where I dragged him out in front of a guy. And he's like, Major! And then he's like, do 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 That's why you kill everybody. That's the noise. That's why we... Yes, that's the noise. But I did kill everybody. Also, like, the game doesn't let you do some of the CQC to the scientists. Which I think is the game's, like, way of trying to tell you, like, Hey, man, don't kill these scientists. No, you can definitely do CQC unless you're in the scientist's... Oh, yeah, that's what it is. You can't be... How would a scientist know how to defend himself? Yeah, I kind of wanted to, like, run this mission as the scientist, but... Eventually, I just cool. stripped down to naked, like naked snake, and just gunned people down. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, the locker room is in a weird location, and I kind of struggled finding it. It's yeah. on the second floor. The only reason I knew where it was because it's my fourth time playing it. So I'm like, oh, I. Know but it's not like at this point. Like I kept going to the bathroom, and I was mad because yeah. the game wouldn't trigger the next sequence. Because I was in the bathroom, like this Same. is the closest thing to a locker room, but the locker room is upstairs. Through some offices. Yeah, yeah like, there's like an office section and then the uh, lockers are right next to the door. You need to get to the West Wing? Um, yeah, the West Wing. This might just be TV settings. Is it kind of like, does your game have like some weird lighting stuff? No. This just might be my TV. Like certain sections of this game are immensely dark. So like back there in the, the locker room section, I couldn't see where the door was. That's is so weird. Dark. And I don't have this problem in other games. Like, I, at first I'm like, maybe I'm, my TV settings are jacked up. But other games I'm not seeing this issue. So I'm just kind of wondering if maybe my, if this game's, I don't know. Maybe it's just some I, weird TV settings. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I did have some trouble finding the locker room. Luckily, everyone was dead. So I had yeah. plenty of time to drag him around and find the locker room. Also, you can drag bodies. Yeah, the, I never, I have not dragged a body yet because really, by the time I kill people, uh, a lot of people. Are it dying. always goes bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody's so how, dead, so you don't have to pull them away. How did you do this non-lethal? Uh, I was the scientist, and I uh, when I, I found Rykov, eventually he'll go up the stairs himself. So I followed him into the locker room, used the cigarette spray to knock him out with no one around, and then it automatically triggered the cutscene at that same moment. Oh, okay. Which I never had happened before. So I wrote, uh, I don't think I've ever triggered this before. I must have butchered it every other time I played this game. Mm. <laughs> um, he's also in a G-string. Yeah. With a lightning bolt on it? <laughs> well, don't you have a lightning bolt on your G-strings? I mean, geez. But it, I, I was kind of taken back by it at first because I was like, is this game... It's just know, making like, fun of Raiden. That's all this is. Like That's all this section is. Maybe There's, his deviancy comes to light later on. There, There is no... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there is no, like, uh, under-the-surface level here. It's just a... It's just a give, funny gag. It's just a gag. Yeah. That's all it is. Just to give people vindication who were like, this guy sucks when they play Motor I don't know how I feel about the fact that the gag is that he's kind of... Yeah, just some weird... He's banging Volgan, guys. Yeah, I feel... <laughs> but, like, I feel Which weird. apparently everybody on the base is. Yeah, I mean, apparently Volgan's a freaking player. He's Good for Volgan. <laughs> but I feel kind of weird that that's like, oh, look at, look at this guy. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, who it's... cares if he's... You know, it just... That it, feels like a little bit of a dated joke absolutely it is but like yeah that's no i get what, what that's what it's for that's, that's what it's for lots of people wear like, banana hammocks just yeah like, yeah <laughs> hey man 
very supportive. Um, you just gotta roll your eyes and go, okay, this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not like having a guy that lo- having a guy that looks like him that you knock out is kind of fun. But after that, it just kind of gets like, okay, gets... we get the po- we we get the point. We can okay. It, it's kind of like stop. it's kind of weird too because it's like you're the creator of this character. Mm-hmm. It's it feels like yeah we agree he sucks. It's like you made the character like that's not, <laughs> I didn't make this character. What are you talking about? It's like um, watching uh, Rise of Skywalker after watching Last Jedi. Yeah, it is like that, isn't it? Where it's like, uh, yeah. look, all, all that stuff was bad. I'm like, didn't where, didn't you have a hand in kind of that stuff? One you, day you produced gonna, it, right? <laughs> one day, me and you are going to do a special edition podcast. Of we just talk about say. the Last Jedi, and it's just going to be like the last time we ever speak about those movies. We'll have like an hour conversation, <laughs> and then we'll lock those movies away, and never talk about them again. It's a good plan. We're going to do yeah, that. that is a good plan. Better yet, just extend that to all the Star Wars movies. Wow, thank you, Nick. Yep. <laughs> um, so we're dressed now in our Majors uniform. We're using the mask that we've had for this whole time. Uh, boy, you don't really do much in that uniform. I thought there was going to be like a sequence in which you had to like move your way through the base. No. Also, just walk towards some guards get... and it's like, hey, it worked. <laughs> well, my favorite thing is also Snake doesn't like walk different. <laughs> He's still like. <laughs> Does it like the bent over walk? The, the Tom Cruise running walk. <laughs> yeah. And like, at first I was like, okay, got to act casual. Got to act casual here. You know, make sure. There's a um, Incredible Hulk game for the PlayStation 2 that had stealth missions as Bruce Banner. And there was one terrible stealth mission as you, you play as Bruce Banner in a uniform, like a scientist uniform, on this big military base. And you have to walk like casual-like the whole time. So you oh, can't no. break out into a run because then the, the guards see you and shoot you because anybody running must be shot. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's just logic. Yeah, this is logic. But um, like I thought it was pretty cool with the idea that uh, that you had to walk casual and such. This game does not do any of that. This game just runs off the assumption like you can run around, you can flip, <laughs> you can pull guns out, and the game don't care. Um, you just literally you walk through like a U-shape into the next building and two guards salute you and Snake doesn't say anything. <laughs> and then immediately Snake removes the mask. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, it was... Snake has... At this point in the game, my Snake has killed double, quadruple digit people. These are only two dudes guarding that door. There was no reason in the world I couldn't just walked in there with my, my assault rifle and just went pat, pat, and just kept on walking like I've done everywhere else in this entire video game. Um... But yeah, it, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, you also see the um, uh, the launcher, the, uh, the Shagohat. I shouldn't I shouldn't snap on snap in front of microphones. People don't like that. <laughs> um, you see it off in the like the hangar deck, which we'll come back to later. Um, yeah, you go in there, you find Sokolov in a I guess where they're storing him, like his room, and Eva is Eva is there. Oh, with Tatiana? Yeah, that was Tatiana. You get confused. Yeah. He hands her a microfilm. Yeah, he hands her like a microfilm. And she is a dick to him, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> she threatens him about the uh, philosopher's legacy. Yeah, okay, so you're the Metal Gear guy. Yes. Nick, I know, won't know this, and I don't know this because we're not the Metal Gear guys. Are we at this point? supposed to be getting really into the philosopher stuff that'll or is come this just kind of like a baseline level we have a baseline level now don't worry uh this <laughs> night you're gonna get all the answers you're hoping for in this finale here yeah and and uh. some answers that you're not hoping for 
You know what? On that, I'm going to pour myself some more coffee. Um, <laughs> it's weird that everyone's addicted to this guy. Like he Poor Sokolov just wants to go home and see his family. Isn't and he like a traitor, though? To, like, to the times. Russians, to the Soviets. Yeah. I mean, he's not... like. He, he tried to defect you're in Russia, twice. So. He defected once. We gave him back, so he defected again. What did they think was going to happen when we gave the guy who defected once back to them? Well, also, he <laughs> didn't want to go back. Like, we gave him back. Exactly. It was stress. a prisoner trade. Yeah, he's not like he was excited about going back to Mother Russia. He walked the Bridge of Spies. Yeah, <laughs> which brings me back to that movie. That's uh, a great movie. That's a great movie, man. With Tom, Tom yeah. Hanks is in that movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. You're talking about the Disney one? Uh, I think that actually was produced by Disney. Oh, I was talking about the one where he plays Walt Disney. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, Walt Disney does a prisoner trade. Listen here, Tommy. We'll bow to your demands now, but never again. <laughs> I'm writing this section down to cut out. Yeah, I'm going to be the mouse is going to be really mad. <laughs> They're going to file a copyright claim on my really crappy Mickey Mouse impression. Um... Now you said it, so it's definitely happening. Um, uh, Mackie Mouse. Drones. Mackie Mouse. Oh, Mackie cover, Mouse. Okay, okay, we're, okay, we're safe. We're <laughs> safe. <laughs> uh, so Tatiana slash Eva uh, leaves the room and Snake just moves down the hallway like five inches to dodge her. Like, <laughs> she has no peripheral vision. Like, Snake is not even really behind me. She wears glasses, bro. Stop. Well, there's no vision cones in this game. You used, In 2, you had vision cones. There, and literally, they had no peripheral vision because it was just a cone. I ain't gonna lie. Vision cones would actually be helpful in this game sometimes because sometimes guys see me when they shouldn't see me. And then other times, I'm like right in front of this dude from 20 yards and he can't see shit. I mean, it just feels like... I, I wouldn't mind some vision cones. Well, the um, technology's not there yet. No one's made the uh, Soliton radar. Uh does two take place before three or after three? Two after takes three. place in. Oh yeah, you said this is the, the first late chronological two, yeah. game. Gotcha. It is. Yeah, it is. Gotcha. Two um, takes place in about like twenty two thousand nine, I think. That makes sense. Yeah, because it's three, one, two, four, three, five, one, three, two, five, four. one, two, four, and you got to throw in all the PSP. Seek Wars and stuff like that, like Peace Walker. And, uh, I don't know where Acid takes place. I, I never played Acid. I played Peace Walker. Someone who played Acid, write in and tell us about Metal Gear Acid, because I really want to know. It's like a card game, I think. Yeah, I, would, I actually oh, would like that. Sounds kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I like card games, so... Because, yeah. Yeah, write in. Tell us about Acid. I would love to hear about Acid. Um, acid the video game not the drug feel um, free to share your experiences sh- yeah I mean, <laughs> hey, man, we're not gonna judge you if you did acid and played Metal Gear I really want to know your thoughts if you did acid and played Metal Gear please please I will read your entire letter on this show Right in. If you played Metal Gear while high on acid, methamphetamine, anything. Not that I we condone know the use of acid or methamphetamine. Not at all. Mackie Mouse does not condone the use of any of these things. Um, but, okay, back to this game. Um, phase Tatiana, 2 is complete. Yeah, Tatiana, yeah, Phase 2, that, you know, basically it's getting almost completely Get ready. a big info dump here. Yeah, you go in there, you talk to Sokoloff, you're like, hey man, what did you just give? Not Eva. And uh, he's telling you that Phase 2 is complete. He explains a little bit more about the launcher itself, how it works. Um, It needs to go down a tarmac so it can uh, launch 
a missile up to 7,000 miles, but it has to go down a runway at like that's like a mile long, so it can propel the missile 6,000 miles. I'm, I'm confused about one thing. Cause so it's like it's a slingshot. Going... Yeah, but it's not, because it's going in a direction that is opposite to the backblast of the direction of the missile. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's going forward, then the missile fires off, and the backblast would be pushing the vehicle backwards. I don't think there is a backblast. I think there's the whole point. I think that... It has to be, because then once it's launched, it's... I don't know. Maybe I'm no, just. The, the way that propel- he says it, it's propelling itself like the booster. I paid attention during this part. <laughs> the booster <laughs> is not... the Shagohod. Like the Shagohod exactly. is yeah. literally launching it. There that is no one. booster. So there's right. no booster on the missile. No. Yeah, because they need that runway to launch it six thousand miles. It's like a very uh, technologically advanced catapult, essentially. There okay. <laughs> This long That's how I took it, but I could be completely wrong. No, I mean, two out of three says I'm wrong, so I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah. I'm just very confused on the technology of the Metal Gear universe. Um, also, why, why is this revolutionary technology when they have hovel bikes? There's one section in this game where we dealt with hovel bikes. No one wants to talk about why that's not some big deal. I just thought about that. Like, I thought those were going to be reoccurring enemies. Because legs are the future of military advancement. Grant yeah. told us this already. Yeah, hover bikes are not going to destroy the concept of deference. Okay. <laughs> it's a Cold War, Eric. Not one bullet was shot. <laughs> a lot of bullets were shot in the Cold War. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we have lost... This, this episode's off the rails already. Um... I like also that Snake is in here talking to Sokolov, and then Volga just kind of walks in. Yep. Like, Snake has done all of this stealth operation to get inside this facility. Put your mask on real quick. (laughs) Well, yeah, he puts his mask on, and then, like, the mask doesn't move with his face, obviously. No, it doesn't. I had this when I ran into Grennan, because he was just doing this whole conversation with uh, no lip movement. But his eyebrows move. Wait, what? So, spoiler, Volgan grabs his gonads <laughs> as a greeting, a formal greeting as you do. Well, he grabs yeah. the gonads because he just has that, in my understanding, okay, <laughs> let's just break this down for a second. He's looking at the major, who he has an intimate relationship with, and cannot figure out that the major is something just not right about this guy. So his solution is, I know how to figure out if it's the major. Grab him in the nuts. No, it's not to figure out who it is. It's because he (laughs) thinks it's the major. And he grabs grabs his balls. And he's like, wait a minute. (laughs) These aren't the same balls I'm used to. I wonder. And then uh, Snake swats his hand away. And he's like, nah, dude. And he goes in for a second grab. (laughs) He just grabs him the second time. You feel like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. See, I took that as that was his way of like, doing the check like uh, i'm not sure this is ivan or not let's grab the balls and see if it is no nah, it's not ivan well this bit um, is also a reference to metal gear solid 2 yes because riding in that game runs around at one point holding his nuts doesn't he no not that i'm talking about when you meet the president he literally grabs your balls like that what is the context for that ivan is a, uh, a well-traveled man he says wait you're a man and then it's never brought up again huh. it's never <laughs> brought up again Right, and just goes, no, I'm a man. And he, they go, okay, let's talk about the Patriots. That's how Metal Gear Solid 2 goes. <laughs> sure. 
oh, okay. So this is literally a parallel of that scene where we're learning about kind of a bit of the philosopher's legacy while someone grabs your junk, but... This is a weird game. This is a weird series. This is a weird game. I don't know how I feel about this game. Um, yeah, I, so I so obviously Vogan's like, ha-ha, I got you now. Um, so the boss walks in at this point. Um, but oh, but Snake is able to he does knock like, Vogan down. Yeah, yeah, yeah he like does. He's like, able to easily, yeah. and then the boss comes in and just wrecks. Him. She wrecks both of them, and then owns Vogan. <laughs> yeah, she like comes in like. <sighs> I hate the boss so bad. But she developed CQC with Snake. Yeah, CQC. Together. They developed it together. They know that CQC is just that, like, it's close quarters combat. It doesn't... She invented like a, close quarters combat. No, it's combat. CQC TM. <laughs> yeah, they got that trademarks. Yeah. You know, I'm going to pull you guys, you listeners, to the side here. <laughs> um, never mind, never mind. The bar the sucks so bad. Every time she shows up, I hate her so much. She's the worst part of this video game. Uh, yeah, Snake throws down Vulgan, and then the boss shows up and beats the crap out of both of them. And knocks Snake out. Um, then becomes a scene where you kind of, you're bagged, like you got a bag over your head. And it's like a torture scene. No, nah, there's like five full minutes of Snake getting the crap beat out of him by yeah. Vulgan, right? Uh, yeah, oh comes, yeah, he beats Ocelot up. comes yeah. up. Yeah, the boss leaves with out. Ocelot. Yeah. And then it's just the most to a point where it's almost uncomfortable yeah. of just Volgan just beating the crap out of Snake Emperor Palpatine style. Yeah, he with beats lightning. the fire out of him. And like, yeah, I forget Ocelot's there because Ocelot, I got feelings on Ocelot. Ocelot shows up at the bars. The bars just leaves and let Volgan beat the fire out of Snake. Ocelot is, watches, but is visibly uncomfortable. Yeah, even Ocelot's like, come on, man. Seriously, like, Let's leave it, leave it a little bit back. Until a point where we get to the torture stuff and Ocelot's like, I think I like this torture stuff. Yeah, he's getting really <laughs> excited. Ocelot's kind of, you know, adjusting himself. But, um, yeah. I, his the origins part. of him becoming the guy who tortures you in the other games. Oh, really? Because in Melgar Solid 1, he's the one who does the torture. So it's explaining, this is where Ocelot kind of got his thing for torturing. Does everything need to be explained? Yes. Okay. According to according to Hideo Kojima, every single thing needs to be referenced. Okay. Whatever. All right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Morgan beats the fire out of Snake. Like, he is just repeated hit blows to the head. And that's when Snake wakes up in his... He's hanging from his wrists and he's got, like, a bag over his head. And this is a scene that I think is kind of cool. It is cool. Because everybody is in the room. Like, everybody who matters is in the room. Eva is there. Um, Volgan is there. The boss is there. Ocelot is there. Snake is there. And at this point, also, you realize that Ocelot... I, I, I called this one. Ocelot's still not quite sure what's up with Eva. Like, I, you know, <laughs> you did. When yeah. that moment came, I was like, oh no, Eric was right. I sat there, I was like... <laughs> This idiot. <laughs> like, I told you this. Everyone's like, no, he'll figure it out. No, he's still like, something's off with this lady right here. Don't know what it is. I tell you, if he shows up at the end of the game and Eva has to tell him that she's Eva the whole time, I swear to God, 
I'm gonna throw my control because I know that I told you he wasn't that smart. Y'all gave him credit. Oh, just <laughs> all right. But even here, he's there's, like, there's still time for you to turn around on Ocelot. No, it's not. Um, but I love this scene because everybody is in the room, and everybody is that real tension of. What game is the boss playing? What game is Snake playing? What game is Eva playing? What is Ocelot on Everybody all has their own motives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I love like, about this scene. The boss has her own motives. Ocelot has his own motives. Volgan's out for his own gain. Snake is just someone who is coming in. And then he's just doing his job, but it also throws a wrench in everybody else's plans because everybody true. has their own way of The cool doing thing the about snake. this is that Snake is... Snake and Volgan are the only two, maybe Ocelot, that are being honest, quote-unquote, in this scene. Like, Snake is there for a purpose. Volgan is trying to figure out what Snake wants. Everyone else has ulterior motives. And it's that really great scene in, like, a mystery movie where everybody's sitting around and no one knows what everybody else knows. Um, That's why I don't like that those parts in this scene that are undercut by Hingle. Gotcha. Because this should be a scene. This is when we need to back the humor off and have some 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 levity. Is here. there humor in this part? I think there is. If I, I remember correctly, don't... there's a couple of statements towards Ocelot where Ocelot's like a dork. Um, that I felt undercut it. Um, maybe I just hate Ocelot. I just, <laughs> yeah, you know, every time we talk, you're just like, hey, I hate this guy. Stupid dork. <laughs> Like that might be it, and I also I hate the boss. So two of the people in this room, I really because every time the boss and some of it's her vo- the voice actress. Uh, I think if you had a better voice actress, it would be yeah. okay with this. I feel her no voice. animosity towards the boss. Oh, I feel like she's an enigmatic character. You don't know her true intentions. Uh, the the feelings that Snake has towards the boss are weird when you throw in the the motherly aspect to it. But other than that, like. Something about the boss. I think it might be the voice actress, actually. You just feel betrayed? No, something about her voice. I don't understand that. I hate it. I have, like, a cringy despisement for this character, and I don't know why. I don't know. But something about her, like, I just, I hate the boss. I don't understand. And I know where this story is going, because I, I think I know where this story is going. And while the rest of you struggle with that final moment, I'm gonna just be like, cool. Did well, I call the ending of this game? Maybe, but I die gum no. Somebody going down, and I won't feel it. You played this before, though. You don't have to get a call. I, never, I don't remember this. <laughs> I did a lot of things in my life. My life. I remember most of them. Um, uh, I don't remember. Michael, I'm in Uncharted Water. I don't remember. If I, yeah. It's like how we were with Alan Wake. We were like, yeah, I, I can't like, remember anything about this I was game. Like, like five minutes into Alan Wake, I was like, son of a gun, Alan Wake was great. <laughs> Wish I would have remembered this. If I play, we could probably do State of the Save in like three years about Metal Gear Solid Three. I might not remember any of it. Um, if you can forgive David Hayter sounding like Vegeta in this game, you can forgive the boss. Her voice acting, he sounds like Vegeta. I want Vegeta in Metal Gear. You're not wrong. See, okay, oh, you're not wrong. But I love David oh, Hayter. I love his voice acting. I want Vegeta in Metal Gear so bad. Oh, Kakarot. How I despise you, Kakarot. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm just thinking how we should have done a Dragon Ball podcast. There's um, plenty of Dragon Ball video games out there. Yeah, but only one of them's good. Only one of them's good. And it's not the newest one. No, 
No, it's Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, yeah. that is story mode. That makes no sense. That's yeah, that story, <laughs> mode. That story mode is terrible. <laughs> but Daigum, that In the same way that every fighting game story mode is. <laughs> Injustice 2, though. Injustice 2 is a great uh, story mode. Forgive those, even though I don't really care for the yeah, atmosphere yeah, and DC yeah. stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, the stories were good. Marvel vs. Capcom gives you like a five-minute little video after you beat the story mode. Does that count? I can also forgive that. Okay. Because um, they're cool. So, okay... We have this really cool scene where Vogan's torturing you. He's convinced you're there for the Philosopher's Legacy. Do we mention that Sokolov is killed during this? When you have the bag over your head, you hear yeah. Sokolov getting killed. And so you start out with a intense. black screen, which is also very cool. Yeah, with your like, life bar, and as like he turns to you and starts punching you, your you life bar's going down. Out. That stuff, the stuff when it combines the like stuff going on with some of the video game aspects I get at some point become like distracting but the moments when it works really yeah. works and this is one of those effective moments yes. this is my turning point to where I think this game is probably awesome um mm-hmm. it, it this this has some really cool moments like I am not gonna undercut any of this because when you are like you snakes the mask and everyone's in the room um you know Vogan's like convinced that you're there for the philosopher's legacy he Flat out says, do you know about the Philosopher's Legacy? Yeah. No. <laughs> Let me explain it to you in detail as I beat the crap out of you. My, my favorite... I love that bit. I have two takeaways from this. One, Bogan gives up the ghost of the Philosopher's Legacy. Like, immediately, even though he is obviously distraught that somebody's coming for the it. The secret funds between the major superpowers? You're here to steal it, aren't you? And you know that I know about it! And you're and like, what? it's in my backyard! <laughs> it was in my backyard the whole time! In a safe, the combination is 37. Ow! 22. <laughs> also, one billion dollars is what he claims it is. That's... It's not that much money if you think about it. Like, he acts like one billion dollars is like our unlimited funds that will last every country forever. One billion, like, we're like. I don't think the point trillion. is to last forever. I think it's the point to, like, get what his goals are accomplished and after that point he's sowed enough discord that it's fine he's gonna take the well, rest no because there. Sukolov says at one point that he has like unlimited funds I mean and one billion's a lot don't get me wrong I'd take a billion dollars but it's just like for when it comes to like weapon systems and nuclear weapons I'm thinking you know like US is like six trillion dollars in debt like I just feel like a billion it should, somebody should have done I think a trillion would have been a better number it's just, just me picking um Billion dollars is a lot, bro. No, I'm not saying it's not a lot, man. You don't know how cheap the ICBMs that you can launch off of the Shagohot are. I maybe the maybe most of the legwork is like in the first 999 million, but then you can start making those ICBMs for like 10 bucks a pop, and then you really just make your cost back up on the second half. That billion dollars is more of an investment than yeah. it's yeah. I mean, if you just put putting that, it in, you put it in like an IRA <laughs> or something, I imagine the interest rates on that would be pretty good. Um. Yeah, literally my notes just say, Vogan tells everything. <laughs> and Eva looks like she's taking notes. Like, she, yeah. I have to expect her to pull out a notepad and just go, oh, you know, oh keep beating him, keep talking. Um, let's see, also, Philosopher's oh, Legacy. Did we also say that we found out that Tatiana is actually Vogan's guard, not yeah, so not so yeah, that's yeah. yeah, which is kind of weird that they felt the need to, to make that explain score, that. But, like, yeah. Yeah, she's. I guess they wanted you to know that, like, feel bad for Sokolov. Like, no, no, no. I got a family at home. I really care about them. Only for him to die, like, ten minutes later. Isn't that yeah. the end? Isn't that where she? So, when you first find the end in the little, he's sleeping in the wheelchair or whatever, and they're like, "Why is he sleeping?" That's when they start talking about him being Sokolov's girl. 
and like he's almost like torturing Volgan is almost like torturing Eva at this point. Well, so like, is it a not scene... one of those things where like she gets brought in? Remember, there's she a going with Volgan. Well, there's a scene. Right. Remember that in that scene, he electrocutes Eva mm-hmm. a bunch, and Sokolov's like, no. And then he makes a statement like, you can entertain me while, uh, you know, Sokolov walks. And it's like a weird, vague sexual threat. And so I took that as like a, he's torturing Sokolov. And then the game's like, no, she's Volgan's girl. It's like, okay, when did that happen? Is that it, from the get-go? Because why would he torture his own girl? It's not important in any way. It is important. Because then, it, 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 it is important because, like... They make a thing, like, that whole scene is based around Sokolov being like, don't torture her. But if he's just, that's like, that's... So does Sokolov know that she's an uh, agent working with you, Tatiana? Well, no, because... Uh, no, he don't. He don't. This... Yeah, he does, because he gives her that microphone. He does give her the microphone, only because she threatens him. Yeah, so. I mean, well, so does Ocelot, but he doesn't give him microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel... I feel kind of weird about that whole situation. I don't quite get what that purpose of that was. I feel like it's a swerve for the sake of a swerve. Um, whatever. She's Volgan's girl. He, um, what, you know, okay. Um, so Volgan, at one point, to prove the boss's loyalty, demands that she take his eye, uh, take Snake's eyes. Um, because, you know, if he's a soldier, he requires his eyes. You know, it's that whole thing. Um, she doesn't actually do it. Instead, Ocelot... Eva stops uh, the boss from stabbing Snip, from cutting out Snake's eyes, and that's when Ocelot starts to put it together. So he pulls the gun on her, and then Snake saves her life by, kicking by knocking the gun. the gun away, and it ends up taking his eye. Okay, you say Ocelot starts to put it together, but then he drops it right again. It's like Ocelot. I don't think Ocelot. Well, he was about him. to shoot her. He pulled the trigger. That's and what snakes. Well, I think that's just like. Happened. Well, I think that's just that he's about to shoot her just because she was stopping the boss. Like I, it doesn't no, because take much. he like was putting it together at that moment. Okay, we'll see so, about this. Because well, he smells the stuff. Yeah, he smells the perfume. And perfume. <laughs> yeah, and then he keeps looking at oh, never mind. Um. Yeah. So. The boss at this point is, uh, when the gun goes off, it blows like past Snake's face and t- hits him in the eye. Like it doesn't go into the eye; it, like skims it, so it wrecks his eye. Um, which is weird that Volgan's like, "Cool, that was your you've passed the test." When she didn't do anything, <laughs> you know. But then she does shoot him in the leg. Yes, after all of that, getting his eye shot and everything, the boss feels the need to also shoot his leg so we can't run away. She, she put something in there. Yeah, it's a transmitter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, because she shoots him with the transmitter and it's the, the fake, fake death, death pill. pill. No, the fake yeah. death pill you have from the beginning. Right, yeah. Not we, in your leg. No, the... Uh, it's in your... No, the, sorry. You have the fake, fake death, death pill. pill. She gives you the fake death pill. The revive pill is in it's your teeth. Too. Which yeah. is the only item that you have at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you pull up, I guess you can say the hint for this would be the fact that you see it again whenever you are naturally looking through your items when you're in the jail cell going, okay, what do I got? I have the revive pill and I got a fork. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also the, the empty revolver too that she takes from... Uh, yeah, you do get that. You also... There's also a bit... Did you guys see this? Like for a quick moment while you're being tortured, you can hold down R1 and then see... 
the sorrow holding up a sign that says one four four seven five. Yeah. Yeah, you see, yeah, he gives you the um the uh frequency for the uh the jail cell. The jail cell to break. Which so I is that not... all your way so is that the way you escaped? No. Gotcha. That's how I escaped. Yeah, same. The so first thing I... I did was like call that thing and So what I did Okay, so after she shoots you in the leg, Tatiana's like you know, snake, I'll try to do what I can, yada yada. You know, she gives you like she has to leave because the guards will come in and take you to your cell. You go to a cell. Now, so you guys just called that frequency and that's how you get out? That's what I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a whole thing. So at first, the guard gave me a thing of food. So then I threw it back at him. <laughs> um, and he doesn't do anything when you throw it back at him. Instead, he picks it up and eats it. And then he gets diarrhea. And then he gets diarrhea. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because um, you can do that in one, two. There's a... There's a whole. I need to escape this cell and so this whole thing is again a callback to another Metal Gear Solid game. This is so, a bit where you have to escape the cell in Metal Gear Solid One, and then Otacon shows up with the stealth camo. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that was a callback, but everything's a callback. <laughs> that's point. Yeah. I, I um. This whole section is mainly a callback. We haven't run into a whole lot of callbacks or things, but a lot of this section here is calling back to other games. See, I. So I threw it out there. He got diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to hide under the bunk. Um, thinking that was going to be like a way to make him come into the cell. Where'd he go? But yeah. Instead, he just gets down on his hands and knees and looks for you. And yeah. you. He's like, what are you doing in there? Mm-hmm. Then he gives me more food. And I throw it back at him. Yeah, I repeat this process like three times. And then there's a cut scene in which he talks to you. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how um, maybe it ain't so bad after all, but, you know, I used to live in America. I have a son. I've never seen um, this. He has a son named Johnny. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that's a callback. Uh, he's, he's like, hey, man, um, he's a, you know, I have a son in America named Johnny. You ate so bad. Snake's like, hey, man, why don't you just let me out? The guy's like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. But at one point, he brings up the photo of his family, and on the back of the photo is the frequency. Is the frequency? Wow! And like that's when I was like, okay, that's my frequency, I guess. And that's where I got it from. Gotcha. To cue it to um, to get him out to get out. Um, I've never seen that cutscene. It's a fun. That's really cool. It's a fun little cutscene because he talks about like. Uh, you know, hey, maybe not all Americans are dogs. It gives you know, weight to this soldier who uh, otherwise is just a punchy. Did you kill he's him? He's a punchy. No, I, I did not actually. I felt bad. Because <laughs> when I came out, I waited till he had to go to the bathroom again. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I came out, I made left instead of a right. And he came back out and I just threw him to the ground. Gotcha. I didn't mm-hmm. kill him. I was like, hey, man, you got a kid. You're you were cool to me. You were nice to me. You talked to, you know, we had a little conversation. You get to live. No one else in Grazi Grad gets the live. <laughs> but I gave that guy soul survivor syndrome. Um, oh, which, good. Honestly, Much better than that's, Yeah, it's a better <laughs> gift to take home to Johnny, then. I don't think he's ever going home to Johnny. Um, but uh, so then becomes the mission where we escape Grazi Grad. Um, how did you guys do on the escaping part? Bad. Yeah, I wasn't. I, this, this, was this, this all went. This all went bad for me. <laughs> there was a there was a underground tunnel system like this like like almost a range rate yeah great and i tried to use that but there's it's really not useful like it doesn't really get you close enough to the objective and there's not enough 
exit points is no. like one to one. You're in a different area. And also, the exit point always parts you up like right there at a guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I really I tried to use that, but there is bullets in there. Yeah. So you, you can, can get mm, bullets for the revolver. Stab some rats with some forks. Yeah, you can stab the rats with the fork. Get stamina um, back up. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. But uh, well, I also found food. There's a there was a, a closet somewhere that I found like a bunch of instant gotcha. noodles. Got a sidebar here. What is the the in game reason for you get stuff out of the supply closet and then blow it up? Is there like a a lore thing? Hmm? I've heard people every time they talk about it, they say blow up the supply bins. I've never or the supply rooms. It's like in every area. Do you blow up supply rooms? I don't, because, like, how do would you, you blow up supply rooms? I don't know. Grenades? I've never done this. Okay. I don't, Is yeah. there, like, a thing? That's I don't know. Yep. Like I said, look I that mean, up after this. I never heard of that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I don't know. I'm very wrong. Do maybe that. wrong. I mean, like, no, I'm, I'm, you're probably right. I just don't know how to do that. Also, mm-hmm. CQC, at least for me, didn't work after this part, because I guess Snake is still recovering. Yeah, even you, can't, after... you can't throw people or. Uh-huh grab people and slit their throats you can only do the punch combination yeah so this is why this whole section went bad for me because that's like my only way of like doing non-lethal is throwing guys so (laughs) so mainly i was just taking bullets just running through grozny grad trying to find the manhole cover one thing that that also did you guys find to go through the while you were in the cell did you go through the cure menu and take out the transmitter okay one thing i also tried in the jail cell is Mm -hmm. use the fake death pill yeah <laughs> and it killed me did, was, did you revive um no because the game does the snake is dead thing yeah and i didn't think now's the time to use an item i was like snake is dead no item can be used even though you it, know that it's a fake to... death i've never used the fake death pill. <laughs> everyone else dies here's this i am the last supposed to be, not the real death pill. it's supposed to be the bit where you're like i can access the item wheel on the death screen sometimes yeah, I am the, the Lance Archer. I that. <laughs> I, no, I am the Lance Archer of Metal Gear. Okay, everyone dies. I don't die, so I'm just gunning fools down. I don't need a fake death pill. Only they're the fake all dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, I was mad too because I would do it, and he would open the cell and walk in. That seems like a viable like, way to get out. It probably is, but well, I don't know how that works though because you need that for later. That's what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that works. I don't know. They probably like do something really. I know. I don't think it lets me do it because I think I might have tried to bring it up. I don't know if it lets you do it. Because whenever you're in that jail cell, if you just eat the food that he throws at you, which you're apparently supposed to throw back, eventually you have to wait like five minutes, mm-hmm. and he throws like two more rations in there, and he's like, "If you eat this one, you should at least throw this one out." But I was just like, "I'm just gonna go to the bathroom because I just watched like 45 minutes for the cutscenes and put this cigar in this guy's mouth and see if it kills me." <laughs> and the time that it takes me to go to the bathroom, uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the result of that? Nothing. A quarter of a life bar. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we just try the frequency now. Yeah, I was throwing this stuff back trying to hit him. Like I was like, knock this fool out. See, I threw the things twice and he didn't pick them up. So they were just sitting in the hallway, and I'm just like, well, well, now what weird. happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he picked them up and ate them for me, and then had got sick and had to run to the bathroom. Like, he holds his pants yeah. as he runs. It's funny. He's got to be ready. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then we end up in the sewers. Um, it's just like a straight line almost. There's some dogs down there. Um, I heard them, but I never ran into them. I ran They'll into them twice. You. Yeah, you have to. Like, I, I stabbed him with the fork. 
Oh, brutal. Did yeah. you get to eat them? No, I did not get to uh, eat them. That's weird. I don't know why they doesn't do that. <laughs> but um, eventually you get to the end, and there's the showdown with Ocelot. He has a bullet saved specifically for you. He's, he's like, wearing around his his neck like he's a guard in wait, high is, school with a promise. Wait, is that the <laughs> is that the one that uh, he uh, Snake knocks away at the beginning of the oh. game that well, was in the chamber? Or would that he, what would even work with the revolver he switched to? That's why it doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> so he pulls that bullet down, right? Mm-hmm. And he puts it in the gun. And if you look at it, there's like a special little like cylinder around the bullet. And he puts it in the gun, mm-hmm. and the gun the gun doesn't walk when he tries to pull the trigger. Now I have a theory. Now I'm gonna say this theory. Do not make a face. I'm gonna actually look away. I'm from gonna it. look away. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna actually look at my my mic so I can be yeah. actually. Well, did, that's what I'm saying. Look at your mic. I'm gonna look away okay. so I don't give away anything. So my theory I'm is I'm gonna watch both of you. Ocelot is actually running a game where he's actually on Snake's side, and. That's why, because either the, it's either Snake Ocelot is doing this on purpose, or he is the most incompetent <laughs> firearms expert in the history of incompetent firearms experts. Michael. Well, also he was the type of guy who was like uh, using. He had Snake school him on guns and engravings and stuff, so that also lines up. And he with takes Ocelot everything Snake. Well, everything Snake says, he takes very much to heart. Like yo. Snake's like, ah, oh, you should be using automatics. He goes and gets himself a revolver. Snake shows up, you don't need the engravings. Gets himself the plainest looking That could also just speak to how insecure Ocelot is. Like, he's always seems like he's confident, but the minute he gets questioned on his stuff, being like, wait a minute, yeah, maybe he has a point. I there. think Ocelot is really just good at flipping, like, sticks and stuff. Because you think he's about good at it, flipping everything. He, he flips flips his guns. He kills bees by spinning his guns. <laughs> he should really just get himself some batons, and he'll be a lot more deadly. Can't jam a baton. That's true. That's uh, that is true. Yeah. So this is like the big spy movie moment. It's the fugitive moment. Your know, snake practically yells, "I didn't kill my wife." I mean, <laughs> 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 um, well, Ocelot standing there. Snake jumps off the the ravine. No, I I'm think just it's thinking about scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Sorry. Yeah. You want to do a scrubs podcast? I would I would do that. Let's do a scrubs podcast. We're going to, if y'all like it, we're going to do like a you special have, episode about me. You have to have us both because you can't do it all on your own. Uh, that's good. That's good. Man, you think anybody would care about Scrubs podcast? Probably not. not I'm our, sure they would care about the first five seasons of Scrubs podcast, and then the last season. That last season, was, once they became doctors, it just fell out. And then one person would be like, "Well, it's actually just kind of like a different show." Yes, that person's an idiot. Okay, like this. Let's, let's not trash the let people who that. like Scrubs season nine on a Metal Gear Solid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I haven't seen Scrubs Seasons 9, but I know there's one person exactly, out there going Michael. to give a one-star review going, screw these guys, they hate Scrubs. You haven't seen it, and that says all you need to say. I'm going to say this. Yes. I think that <laughs> this is probably the truest podcast that we've ever done. Because we're just now, it's at the full point where we're just like, let's just talk about Scrubs for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is who we really this are, is, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Like, we've tricked you all. You're like, I come for the video game talk. And now you have to listen to the Scrubs talk. Um, so Ocelot jams the gun again, <laughs> and like it's don't die on me yet. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, really I didn't, I didn't that. 
He's he's so he's he's in love with Snake. Yeah, he's, he's so in just love like with a Snake. He's got he Snake and Snake are just so freaking. Snake is to the boss as Ocelot is to Snake. Yeah, but yes. Snake doesn't want to kill the boss. Ocelot seems to want to kill Snake. Does he Does now? He? <laughs> because he sure as heck has had many times to try and he doesn't do it. I just took that as him being like a fuck up. Oz <laughs> <laughs> lots of fuck up. Is it a line it's in this game or I'm confusing with another Metal Gear game? Because there's one line in one of the Metal Gear games that says Ocelots love to play with snakes. Is that this one or is that another one? <laughs> At that point, well, I mean, uh, Eva talks about some snakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get there. We're almost okay, there. Okay, so he f- jumps off. And this is the boss fight against the Sorrow. I really the easiest boss fight for me, by the way. For you, you guys must have had a. I was, I was spent, playing this time. Minutes. <laughs> I was, took me took me like two minutes. The only people who show up are the uh, Cobra unit, and then so it's literally just like a two minute stroll. You take the revive pill, and then all was right with the world. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question: Is yeah. it literally? Is this a you know Super Mario sixty four thing? Like you're never gonna get to the end of the river. You're never going to get to the end of the river. Okay. You always just, like, you, you always just blast time. you when you die. <laughs> I walked for a long time, and then I was like, well, if I step into these ghosts, I will die. No, and no. if I die, I will use this pill. Okay. It see. was after I got... Once you get to the end, he, like, blasts... Not like the character the end, the end of the river. Yeah. He blasts you with, like, some type of tentacle ghost thing. Okay. No, you And then you die that. instantly. No, you can dodge that. I couldn't. Okay, so because I, I went did. all the way to the left and it just came right towards me because I, I ran it. to the end of the because it's all the souls of the people you killed. Is the dialogue any different did, for you? Did you get to you didn't get to the end of the river? Is there an that's what I'm saying. I like okay. I got I literally walked for like I'm going to say 5 minutes. Like I had my phone out and <laughs> I was just like holding the stick forward and listening to his sad boy dialogue. <laughs> And then I was like, this has got to be the, the Super Mario 64 thing, where it's just like, you can run up these stairs as long, but the instance is just going to repeat, and you'll never get to the top until you finish oh, those the aren't repeating Oh, inst- those aren't repeating instances, no. those are just all the people you killed. So well, they're, 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 it saves every person you killed. This is the, going off, going staying on topic, but going off a little bit, this is the one thing that I think Metal Gear Solid games do the worst, and it is the turning it on its head, and saying, oh, you've been killing people the whole time. Isn't that bad? Metal Gear Solid 1 has it where Liquid Snake is like, you enjoy the killing. You've been killing the people with the same genetic code as us. And you're like, cool? I mean, they they, they try to shoot me first. I'm about to say, yeah, they would like kill me in a heartbeat. Do they get a walk? <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't even live here, bro. I'm just like, who? They would, they have to walk down until river? like an hour ago, buddy. <laughs> do they have to walk down a river if they kill me? I mean, no. Metal Gear Solid 2 has that too. Is like, oh, the people you are, you're killing like actual people with, it's, this is the thing that Metal Gear Solid had does the weakest. It is the ham-fisted, killing is wrong, but we're giving you a whole bunch of ways to kill people. It's the same conversation going on with uh, The Last of Us 2 right now. Yeah, it's, that's a Everything thing. I heard about that game is saying, like, uh, it constantly punishes you for killing, despite the fact that you have to kill to progress there's no non-wheat but there is no non-lethal option this is the same conversation they have in spec ops the line except for spec ops the line actually has a like it's the right way to do it yeah i, feel like. I that's but the spec only ops game the line that... is like 
Spec Ops is aligned, which is a game that I would love to play for this show. This would be a that'd be a uh, great game for this show. Spec Ops Spec Ops the Line does things in that game where it explains this is wrong, this is evil, but it's the you're descending into madness and there's no choices with it. There's like, no descent into madness. No dis- the game's already mad. You're but, <laughs> but it's like it it does a job of it trying to explain like this game is so heavy handed with Okay, don't murder people, but they're trying to murder you. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the the more high ground? It's also a point where tensions are high. There's like nuclear weapons stuff going on. It's there's no great or good killed. taking into consideration here. Was like, Snake is trying to stop a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Sometimes fools gonna die when you're trying to save the lives. Of, and these are not like innocent people. Mm-hmm. Now, I, let me get to the story of my, my experience down the river. But, like, these are guys who would kill Snake at a heartbeat. Like, it's not yeah. like it's not like Snake is slaughtering children. Spec Ops The Line does this where Spec Ops The Line has moments where you have killed civilians. Mm-hmm. And there's repercussions to that because, hey, man, these were not a part of the mission. You, you made a call and blew it. Um, it's more of a more conversation there than in this where it's like well and also the game constantly beats over your head the idea of like this warrior code right this like the heart of the warrior and the emotions that the warrior takes into battle and it's like well the ideal warrior wouldn't kill anybody what kind of freaking wars are you fighting in brother cold I mean, wars bro yeah a lot of freaking people are dead in the cold war right <laughs> like this is Korea, Afghanistan, Vietnam, all these places, people die. And it just, it feels like this, it goes back to my feelings on like the boss's speech, where it's like this more high ground kind of thing that feels very condescending and it just annoys the crap out of me because it's like, well, in reality, you know, today's warriors fight for, you know, politics. It's like, yes, wars have always been about that kind of stuff. Like, it just feels, it feels... I don't mind the heavy-handedness of the philosophy or the politics. It's just a matter of when the game tries to point the mirror and be like, oh, you've been killing people the whole time. It's like, uh, it's... It's like, There's no... I crack a few eggs. This is the point. This is the the weakest part of every Metal Gear game. I love this series, but I'll be uh, the first to be like, it does some... totally drops the ball on a few things and this is the thing why i think it drops the ball on the most it's the uh, heavy-handedness of the morality of killing and everything it just none of the games has handled this bit well yeah, despite yeah, the fact yeah. every single one of these games tries to do a moment like that from what i understand i never completed it i have a feeling you were telling me about a part in five that does something similar where I'm going to spoil a bit of five here, where you have to turn the gun on your own man at some point. The, okay, and that a, bit does it very... That bit not, is different, because that bit... You turn the gun on your own man for the greater good of what the situation. Mm-hmm. But it's more about you take command of these people, they respect you, they look up to you, and you're the superior officer in this moment or whatever... And the sacrifices that are demanded of you and those repercussions of that, you have to live with those decisions. Yeah, and that's um, something that's more, that this game does not do well. This Because this, this, this moment is not about living with your consequences of what you had to do. It's punishing you for doing it. There's mm-hmm. a difference. That's I think that's what I really am trying to get at with the Spec Ops thing. 
the spec ops thing is like those repercussions and damages to your psyche that are left over from doing the things that you're doing Mm -hmm. this is how dare you do this and it's a difference it doesn't take into consideration the 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 gravity of the situation it's not in my mind it's not really a mature look at the situation and i know when i'm I'm talking about metal gear game but (laughs) it's just the game wants you to try to like haha we're going to teach you a lesson about violence and war and death but it's like no, you're yeah. not teaching because there's no like this is not like a Vietnam situation where there's like a more back and forth that could go on here. He's literally trying to stop a nuclear war. But you could also argue with the situation that this guy is a villain. He's supposed to uh, suppress you and keep you down. It's only in yeah. that moment where, at least at the uh, turn of it, and you do wake up from that nightmare. He does say, at least to me during the fight, he says, "Go back to your own world." He said to me during the fight. He was nice to me, but that might have been because I didn't kill anyone. Like, some of the stuff he was saying was, like, more complimentary, but that's because I didn't take See, that route. I walked this river three times. <laughs> um, All you gotta do is die, Eric. Well, I didn't use the fake death. <laughs> not asking much. I didn't use the tooth, okay? I'll admit it. But this is, like, a ten-minute river walk for me because it's every guard I shot. It's every scientist I slit their throat. It's all the bosses. The major is there, and he's in the g-string, huh. walking with. Oh, his so hands. you did. So that's where you know you did kill him. Is because yeah. he shows up on the river. And he's okay, walking so. through the river with his hands over his junk. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but uh, so like every boss. So did you not get to the end of the river? So you didn't see like the fury. I saw the pain. Okay, so the pain shows up. The fear. Him. You walk past the pain, the, fear, the fear, the end, the, and the fury. The end. Uh, has his parrot following him, and calling he calls him, him Grandpa. Yeah, he keeps calling him Grandpa. That was the one that hurt weird. a little bit, just because I was like, he has the bird. Well, the, but I didn't kill the bird. You killed the I bird. Killed so the what bird. the bird be putting down the No. <laughs> <laughs> the end is also the only one that's not actively coming at you. Like the pain will try he, to grab you, the fear will try to grab you. He's laying the there just dead. like laying in the water, floating. Well, he has yeah. no uh, beef with you. Like when you yeah. kill him, he's like. Now I can rest. Yeah. Like, ah, the, that was that was fun. The Xbox Live message that was like the G-G. one out of a million that was just like, all right, man, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do, yeah, and like R.I.P. for and like the scientists the and stuff that are killed are like, why do you kill me? And like the guards are like complaining about their head almost falling Dude, off because I slipped ripping my head off. But um, when you get to the end of the river, there's a body that crosses the river that you can't walk past. You can't dodge, and that you have to hit. He shot That's a tentacle at me. See, I can. You can dodge the tentacles. I couldn't. You just have to kind of like what you do is you stay in one spot for right before the animation starts, and then you dive to the side, like you go to a side, and it'll pass you. Because he shot tentacles at me well, as I went down the river. It was literally four people passed me by the bosses, and then he shot the tentacle at See, me. See, that guy did this for like it, ten but, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and so he shoots multiple tentacles at you at that point. Yeah. You can and if they hit you, they just trigger like a little like still image of like a screaming face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get back up. Gotcha. And this bit was a relief for me because I realized like, oh cool. I really didn't kill anybody. Awesome. Because I was worried that there'd be like one body floating down a river and be like, Oh no, I messed <laughs> up somewhere. <laughs> There's that one guy like, You left me in the ocean when I was passed out and I drowned. I don't know if that counts as a kill. <laughs> it does in Split or Cell Pandora tomorrow because there's a mission in Split or Cell Pandora tomorrow in which you're not allowed to kill anybody 
And at like one point, I knocked a guy out and I dragged his body and threw him in the lake. And it took like five minutes for it to register, but I was like moving through the mission. It's like, da 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 da. And it's like, hey, <laughs> Sam, you murdered someone. Why? These are some and great I couldn't figure it out. Game it's over like, screen noises. But da 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 da. Yeah. Um, it's going to be great in people's headphones. <laughs> That's why I yell. But, um,. And, you know, of course, you, you do the revive pill, and that's how you actually get out of this. Then Eva contacts you and lets you know that she's up ahead. Yeah, it's just a little jot through the um, the jungle there. If and... you did not take the transmitter out, this bit, I believe this is the bit that'll be crawling with Gru soldiers. Because they'll be... Because when you're hitting... There. When you're... Did you not take the transmitter out? See, I took the out? transmitter out. Yeah, I took it out. Right, so uh, if you brought up the cure menu before you jumped off the waterfall, you would see a transmitter. That well, was I did that, and I saw that. I was like, well, she must have had a good reason for shooting me with this. So, nope. uh, I'm just leave it <laughs> so in. So you believed in the boss. I did. I do not believe in the boss, so I took that thing right out. Yeah, so Gru Soldiers must have been was crawling through but there. Then did you guys not get the cutscene where it's like paralleling her taking out the transmitter with like shadows in the background of like them doing it no no yeah so there's like and it's like carnival music in the background <laughs> and you just get like, shadows, <laughs> shadows of them like doing like sexual positions and stuff but oh. she's really just like and she's saying stuff that's like could be taken out of context but she's like trying to get this thing she's like oh you got something hard over here and he's laying on his back and she's like pulling out the transmitter is what it was Wow, I yeah. I didn't. I've never seen all. these cut. Uh, there's two cutscenes, and now it was that like told me about very that long. I've never seen or heard of in my life. I bet it was. Yeah, just right. to be like, you didn't check the survival menu. Now we're going to give you this unskippable cutscene. Also, this is where the uh, Major Zero explains that the Sorrow was killed by the boss um, on a mission previously, right. and that we I think we knew this before, but we know that her name on the battlefield is the Joy. She had the, before she got the name of the boss, she was called the Joy. I didn't know that. Gotcha. They I don't think they made a, said that. They me. made a quick reference to it in this uh, codec conversation that they called her the Joy before she the became joy? the boss. The Joy. Because okay. that's the emotion she carries in the battle. She likes battle. It's fun. Okay, whatever. Sure. And the Sorrow was called something else before. Was he? He may have had a different name. Because they, they explained the that the Sorrow is like a, a medium. And, yeah, uh, he she, could talk to dead yeah. soldiers on the battlefield. So. He was like, so he gained like intelligence of what was going on. Like, hey man, where that snipe will kill you from? Oh, it's over there. Um, yeah, I, it was, you know, it makes sense. It makes sense. And she, she, in the sorrow, like haunts the boss basically. Um, so we get to the waterfall. Snake comes in. People have been camping out back there. It's obviously Eva. Eva rides her motorcycle through, through the, the waterfall. waterfall. Once again, um, and here is where. All right, here we go. Um, she jumps in the cave and she gives Snake an eye patch. Gives him an eye patch. She strips down to her underwear, as one does. Um, makes the... well, her suit's all wet. What else yeah. are you gonna do? It's just there's a fire there. Snake what? has the snake has the ability to pick up like hints like a five year old. Like he's just like, oh, you're wet now. What are you gonna do? Um, he only focuses on one thing at a time. He doesn't. He very one track mind. That snake. I've always said yeah. that. <laughs> Here's just my my notes here, real quick. Snake's gonna blow it. Snake blew it. Snake, you suck. 
Dude, you're a dumbass. She's like, let's go get some sushi together. And he literally says, sushi sounds like a way to test out my new survival techniques. Yes, yeah, like you stupid idiot. <laughs> she at one point, like, I wouldn't mind eating some snake. Might as well turn to the camera and went, <laughs> That would have been, been funny if, like, he took the snake off of the fire and literally yeah. handed it to her. Like, that seems like a wasted opportunity. Like, oh. He's just such yeah. a dummy. Man. So in your scene, Nick... There's a scene where you... Does it like, have I didn't to be know one that. or the like, other? I didn't have that scene. Smarter dumb? Yeah, it was before that conversation takes place. Well, she's just taking the transmitter out, but it looks like they're doing it. Yeah. Okay. You should look it up on YouTube. It's pretty funny. www.youtube.com, not safe for works. Mary Girl Solid 3 Eva. Um, please well, do, do not is, Google men not saying for walkie but medical solid toy. this um, was also the bit where you do get the theme song a little bit and then cuts off like you were saying you oh, should yeah. do yeah. that every time it does like starts. a single line um yeah Eva trying her best trying her best Snake continuing to be just trying to eat minded um, he's hungry yeah he's trying to eat Nick. for real food uh <laughs> for real food not soul food I don't know where you go with this at this point. Food for the soul. Not like soul food. Like, not like soul food, like the food that you can actually eat. I was talking about food for his soul, which is okay. Oh, okay. Cool. He's trying to feed his appetite, not his You could just say that she's trying to bang Snake, but... But he's not trying to have it. No, Snake, Snake is like a... Yeah, Snake is not having any of this. He's just like, nah, I just gotta focus on the mission. Sure. He's got to kill the boss. He has a lot on his mind. You know what helps getting things off your mind? Eating what? snakes. <laughs> Progressing onward. Um, okay. Eva, Eva gives him the C3. Yeah, Eva gives him the C3. The yeah, like like one last <laughs> desperate play. Like she's kissed the man. She's stripped for him. She and like Okay, let's break this down for a second. Snake also spends multiple times where he peeks at Eva. Doing this thing. Like, his Snake had the time to look at Eva when she was getting dressed. Snake had the time to have a button that you can press to look at Eva's tits. He's a curious Snake lad. does not have to... He's... Uh, okay, whatever, man. But she gives you the C3. <laughs> and she gives you back your gear. You know about, uh, like, technology and military equipment during this time. Is C3 a real thing? I, I, that was something I was going to ask you guys. Because I don't I actually don't know. C3 is... Because I'm glad C3, we all have the same... Because of C4, which I is... Which I've heard that. that, and I was like, is that just a Black Ops thing? Like, no, is that just no. Call of Duty? C, is that real? C4 is a real thing. I know C4 is a real thing, but is it just like, a, we need a less advanced version of yeah. C4 for this to work? C3. I don't, I don't think there was a C3. And someone can correct me, right, Andy? correct me but c4 is that it's a plastic explosive it can be molded and yada yada so that's what it's c4 is i don't know if there's such a thing as a c3 there might be but i don't i don't believe there's there no is. way we could possibly find out yeah it's not like there's the internet or nothing i'm googling ruins podcasts <laughs> um how can people get mad at me if i'm not knowing things if i don't you know if i google them um <laughs> So we need to go back and place the C three on the Shagohod fuel tanks so yeah, that we can sabotage shagohod. Yeah, blow it. Yep. And um So this was where I was saying this was kind of setting the stage for everything that happens because once we go back and we plant those C threes, we are on a uh Well she's gonna go set up our yeah. escape route. Mm-hmm. So like we know that things this are gonna is the be end. hot. Yes. 
Um, also, this is where Snake says, you got to be careful around Ocelot. I think he's starting to suspect that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying. Uh, my note literally says, Ocelot still suspecting. <laughs> um, Something is up with her. <laughs> still not sure about this Tatiana lady. More importantly, though, when we place the C4 on the Shagahod, it's going to blow up the entire complex including the guy that Eric spared. Oh no, Johnny! So The entire complex or just the building? Because he's like in the... That's he's an watching ICB, the, uh, man. That thing's yeah, gonna go up. Through, yeah. the now that, thing. that thing's gonna go up. But and as it. we know of, when the Davy Crockett went off, those buildings were still there. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it, might just, it might just be like a small like little hand grenade-like explosion. <laughs> <laughs> this game got some really dumb stuff in it um, but we gotta talk about when Ava goes to the waterfall right before she does Snake says one of my favorite lines in this game he's like wait you're gonna get wet again <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines well, I have no idea why Snake, it's just so funny she, she might be used to being wet and nothing happening what do you mean? <laughs> that was my advice CSI Miami I appreciate that I, I, I really was proud of that joke and <clears throat> and I appreciate y'all no selling my joke. Thank you. Um, okay, so this we're in the end game now. Um, obviously, going forward, we're gonna proceed to destroy the Shagrahad. Um, Volgan and the boss are the only thing that remains left for us. Uh, pretty excited about finishing this game. Um, obviously, if you're playing along, next episode will be the last episode. We'll also announce our new game uh thank you guys very much for participating we've had some great responses it's been a really good series for us and we're really happy everybody's enjoying it uh write in stateofsafe at gmail.com give a five star review on itunes or any other podcast app that has rankings and stuff any rankings five star reviews if you want to leave a review on itunes that would be very very helpful we'll read it yeah we'll read it on the show um Anything like that can really help us out. We've got a pretty good amount of five-star reviews on iTunes right now. But uh, obviously, anyone we can get just really... It boosts the, uh, the the show up so people can find it easier. Also boosts our morale up going, oh, we made some people happy. That's yeah. always nice. Yay! We made people feel good. Uh, I feel like the first review is just going to be like, these idiots did not know that C3 was a predecessor to the C4 explosives. Um, I don't know a lot of things, so I will take I don't know it. a lot of things. Yeah, I mean... I know Snake has got some questionable decision-making skills, but, um, yeah. How can you not, it's unfathomable, like, unfathomable to you that he just won't bang Eva. It really is. There's nothing more to it. There's nothing stopping him there. But, like, she's, it's too will, like, I don't know, man. This might be just, like, I don't know. He's been, she has been with Volgan. Maybe he doesn't want to bang He just got his eye shut out. Maybe he's just not in the mood at that point. Like, it's been, it's been a few couple rough days for yeah, him. Yeah, it's been several long days. I'm just going to sip my coffee and end the show. Thank you guys for listening. Have a um, have a great week. Keep safe. We look forward to seeing oh. you guys next time. One more thing. Oh. I do want to say this for anybody playing along with this game on Game Pass. The game leaves Game Pass on the 31st of August. So uh, you need to plow through this section really quickly, or you could probably just watch a lot, walk through on YouTube if you fall behind. I'm pretty sure that um, if I'm wrong, this is a fairly short section coming up. This is going to be a major cutscene heavy section, so uh, this is probably going to be uh, probably as long as our second part. So we need to. 
So about two to four hours? Exactly, yeah. Four hour stops. So Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. I just thought of it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Get, I mean, get I to mean, playing. I mean, it's not, you know, it is as is. We're going to finish this game up. And like I said, next time we will be announcing our next game and maybe a couple other cool stuff. We got some cool stuff in the pipeline. Um, thank you guys for listening. Stay safe out there. Have a good time. See y'all. Let's talk about Snake a little bit more, everybody. I got some issues. Thank you.